0: I happened to sit down on my couch and clicked on Facebook to see what was going on on Facebook, and I ran into the my buddies, the resistance chicks. And these girls, these these chicks are walking down the street doing a live video, and all of a sudden I'm transfixed as I'm listening to what's going on because they're saying the exact same thing I had just said. I thought, this, Lord, this is crazy, except it's not crazy, see? It's not crazy. Bible says my sheep hear my voice and another voice they won't hear. Evidently, we're hearing the same voice, right? So uh, I'm going to take on a real quick journey. I want to combine a couple different things here. And I want you to take it wrong. Number one, I am not complaining nor criticizing anything that's going on at the revival. I pray revival breaks out across America. And I'm not here to say whether it's a real revival or not a real revival, yada, yada. Come, Lord, bring your spirit, bring your spirit. I'm all for it. I pray it's real, okay? But the question I ask on my show today, I'm asking right now, uh, is why would God revive you? Why? If you're just an old bump sitting on a log at your church, why would he, why would he revive you? If all you're going to do is be that bump on the log, now you're going to get up and you're going to dance around the church and wave flags and lift your hands. And act, is that revival? He's reviving you to do that? Huh? And then I asked myself the second question. I'm saved by the blood of Jesus. Why did he save me? Why did he save the chicks? Why did he save you? As an old football coach here, right? Uh, I recruit players to play. Not to beat cheerleaders, not to put on the uniform and sit on the sidelines. No, I recruited football players to actively get involved in the game. Why did the Lord save you? Did he save you instead of like a bump on the log? I don't think so. So the first one is, okay, the revival, is it good? Is it real? What's going on? Okay, got it. Number number two thing, number two thing. What the heck's going on with all this poison up there in in East Palestine? By the way, I live in Ohio. As the crow flies, we have crows here in Ohio. It's probably 100 miles, probably. But if I were to go along the Ohio River, it might take me a little bit longer to get there. But I'm 100 miles away from that from that nuclear bomb that they set off. Mr. Producer, if you could just throw a picture up there so people can know exactly what I'm talking about. This folks. I'll never again worry about emissions coming from my car if they don't do anything about this nuclear bomb that was set off up, up in, in East Palestine. But here's, here's this. So what do we do? Do we just sit back and say, oh, well, the, 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 well, first of all. They want you to put a mask on for a virus you can't see. But they don't want you to put a mask on for a nuclear bomb that you can see, right? The fallout and everything that goes on. So fall back into a position, as Christians usually do, what do we do? What do we do? Well, we pray for revival. What would that look like? What, would, what, would, what did the old revivals look like? Man, saloons were shut down, right? Business is closed. Sin was done away with. So when that stuff begins to happen again, I would say, Lord, we are in revival. So I'm asking you two questions as I'm going to bring the chicks in here because we are on the attack here at Coach Dave Live and the resistance chicks. They're on the attack as well. And I want to talk to you a little bit about something that we've got planned regarding passing the salts in regards to all this poisoning of our of our waters and of our soil. Hey, folks, I don't know. Hey, is it, is the devil doing this? Is the, is the government really Luciferian? Is the evil really behind all this? Well, all of that, true or false, doesn't really matter. What are you supposed to do about it? What am I supposed to do about it? I'm going to shut up a minute and I'm going to bring the chicks in here. I I love it because, see, you're not allowed to call people chicks anymore. I just love it there's two chicks You remember the day you could get away with that today i'd be a, I'd be a sexist and a bigot And uh, but i got two chicks here and i watched their show today after my show was over i turned theirs on and i was transfixed because they were talking about the exact same thing so girls i'm going to shut up for a minute which i don't usually do and we'll give you a chance to share what's on your heart about what we see going on
1: so coach Thank you for having us on. This was very last minute. Pastor Neil Peterson was supposed to be with you, and he couldn't make it, and uh, you were going to have us join him. He, what he is doing right now, opening up his church 24-7. You guys can go there. It's harvestrevival.center, and just get in the presence in of Dayton, God. Ohio. It's in Dayton, Ohio. Dr- people are driving from all over. What he is doing is what every single church in America must do right now. I'm telling you, the harvest is ready. It is ripe. The fruit is falling off of the trees and there's no one in the modern church there to receive the the, the, the fruit. But people like Pastor Neil are doing it. So we held an event on Saturday to pray for East Palestine in Pastor Neil's open church. Sorry, I need to smack Leah. And uh, I get really excited about these things. And so we go there, coach, Countless people got filled with the Holy Ghost, the baptized, y- y'all know it's a big deal. We need these tools and we need these weapons. Coach would say, you need to be equipped to do the work that God has called you to do. So we were equipping these people. We prayed for East Palestine. We had a woman there that coach connected us to Kimberly Brown of Intercessors of America. She came and she brought salt. She brought salt. Coach, can I tell this? Can I go ahead and tell yes, this story? Yes, All right. Yes. So she brings. Two containers of salt and 96 baggies. And we prayed over this salt. Now, all of this is on the LibertyActionNetwork.com, the LibertyActionNetwork.com. And Coach is going to break this down for how you guys can get involved in this. But we are doing action where you take the salt, you pray over your salt, and you take it to your waterway. And I want to tell you why. I opened up my Bible. God told me for two days. He said, Michelle, you need to go to the story where the purification of the water. I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Finally, he says, are you ever going to do that? I said, okay, God, I'm going to do it. I opened up my Bible and in one fell swoop, I had no idea where it was at. Second Kings chapter two, Elijah gets taken up in a chariot of fire. Elisha takes the mantle that Elijah had just slapped the water and divided it. He slaps the water and divides it. And then the sons of the prophets come to Elisha and say, everything's going great in Jericho, except for this one little thing the water is killing everyone. The land is barren. So Elisha says, get me a brand new bowl. He puts salt in this bowl and he puts the salt in the mouth of where the water was going in. And God healed that water and it never killed anybody else. And the the land was not barren. And so as an action item, we are calling for people around the world to take their salt Pray over it. I've been getting pictures. I've been getting text messages. I've been getting emails just since Saturday of people that are taking their salt and they are putting it in the waterways. And every creek goes to a river and every river goes to the ocean. And the ocean is connected around the world. And if everybody does this, and I'm going to add one more thing, and I said this on the show earlier, you're going to add your repentance to that salt. And when we put it in the water, not only is God going to purify the toxic that are in our whole world and nation but the toxins in society are going to be purified and cleansed and, and coach, I am so excited about this and when I, I, we talked briefly before the show I said, coach, your ministry has been set up for just such a time as this, you are the salt and light brigade your show is called Pass the Salt your ministry is past the Salt this has been building for a very long time
0: Amen, are you going to let your sister say something before I jump Maybe. back
2: in? Huh? Maybe <laughs> no, she had it. She had it down. She said it quickly and concisely because that's the same thing that we've been telling everybody. Um, that this is this is the moment. Seize the moment. You know, Pastor Neil Peterson went down to Asbury, and he got some so, of that fire, and he brought it back to his. He shirt. didn't stay there. You don't need to stay there yes. and just spread it and spread it and spread it. And and I see revivals popping up all over the world. And, you know, my mom got a word today as we were talking about revival. And she said, for for all the hours that
1: they shut down churches, now we're going to have churches open 24-7. They tried to lock down churches, Coach. They tried to, oh to keep them shut up. And now there's going to be a recompense. There's going to be a double portion that's poured out. And these doors are not going to close. So
0: I come back to the question then: Revival for what? What are you revived to do? And I use the illustration on my on my morning show about a football player or a football team that loses their star quarterback. Yeah. Right. He doesn't play for two weeks or three weeks. And finally, the fourth week, they're so excited because their quarterback's coming back and he is going to revive the team. Now, what would that look like if he came back and revived the team? Well, first of all, he probably would not be sitting on the bench praising the doctors and everything like that, right? He's been waiting for a month to actively get involved, revived, back out to lead his team down the field. Are you seeing seeing the picture here, girls? Coach, I
1: just got a word from God right now, live on the air when you said that. I'm going to start crying. Okay, Coach, DeMar Hamlin was brought back to life on this football field. In Ohio. In Ohio. But Coach, you're tied to this because you're Ohio's coach. And it happened in Ohio. And what you just said, about being revived on the field. Coach, your ministry mm. is called to do this. Amen. Like, legitimately, this is your time and I, not your time, but everything like that you have yeah. been pouring into coach, you are called to coach this revival right now. I feel it so strongly, like what you just said right there, God downloaded and he said, this is coach. Right and now, my- this is what you're supposed to do.
0: Okay, so folks, listen. See, here's the here's the problem. We all think we're bigger deals than we are, right? We all are. We all want to put our ministry front and center. And I look, can I can I tell you the truth. I I swim in the same ponds and the same circles as these girls, and we understand how ministry is done and the crank and the pecking or you with me girls we understand how all that stuff goes and I'm just here to tell you as a guy who spent his whole life coaching a team I understand that ain't nobody better than anybody else because you can have the greatest quarterback in the world if your left tackle doesn't block he can't do what he's supposed to do come on and preach it one of the problems that we've been having in Christianity in my not so humble opinion is we are all locked up in our own little circles in our own little cages doing our own thing thinking that That our ministry is the most important thing that ever happened in the world. And the only way that we're going to be effective is if we can all get together and get in a huddle and call a play and all of us run the same play at the same time. And if that play is successful, you huddle up and run again. But if it isn't successful, you huddle up and you call another one and you run another play. So this isn't about me. It isn't about past assault ministry. It isn't about any of that because, look, I've lived a life realizing that you cannot win any battle by yourself. You say, well the battle belongs to the Lord. Of course it belongs to the Lord. But do you understand the power of magnification? Do you understand that I can that I can I can my car could run out of gas and I could push my car as old and fat as I am I'd try to get that thing rolling and it might go and then maybe my wife would jump out of the car and she'd help me and we'd finally get it rolling. But then maybe uh, the resistance chicks would be driving by and they'd see us in trouble and they pull over and they get out and they get behind and, and they start yes. pushing. And then an- another, you understand? And all of a sudden, we got 10 people rolling the car and it's not hard for anybody, but we don't ever get together in a huddle, call a play and run it as a team. And, and we got a-, a
2: coach to do it now. <laughs> and it's, and it's even more than that coach, because these pastors right now, they're running plays and they're scoring for the other team. <laughs> they're doing the touchbacks. They're, they're scoring for the other team.
1: Yes, you know, all
2: of these lefty pastors, these woke pastors, the, the ones that shut down, the ones that told people to take the vaccine. Coach, they're scoring for the other team. Man, Not, man. And then on our side we have all of these quarterbacks these fancy quarterbacks with their fancy golden shoes and they may they keep throwing the ball but nobody's there to catch it okay you know why
0: nobody's there to catch it look i'm gonna give you a big group hug you two i'm gonna give you a big big hug right now you know why you know why nobody's been there because church is always about the pastor's performance the pastor's performance now it's never about how what, what by the way uh Leah, what's your skill? Is there anything that you can maybe help us do here at church? Oh, you're an usher? Oh, you want a park card? No, no, no. The po- job of the pastor is to equip the saints, saints for the for work the of, the
2: of the ministry. So,
0: so I got to look at you and say, man, this Michelle, man, she's good at this. Where can I plug her in that she can do this? And, and her sister, oh, she's really good at this. But I can tell
3: you, look, hey. I- Is the star of the show. He's not
0: the which is what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be plugging in this gift, plugging in this gift, plugging in this gift. And as he do that, your gifts grow. You become more effective. The body becomes more. You picking up what I'm laying down here, girls. No, and I here's the
2: thing: churches have un- unfortunately evolved from the time of Constantine to the Catholic Church into a hierarchy. And when the Protestant Reformation came about and the Anglican Church took over, they kept a lot of those. Um, um uh, just out, pecking order, the, 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 the outline and the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the, just the, just that, that traditionalism of man, basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And when you open up the scriptures and you read the new Testament, these were home churches. Okay. They were home churches and there wasn't a pecking order. He said, you know, Paul's like, you know what, you guys, if you've got rich people, don't put them to the front. Okay. Bring the poorer people to the front. He said, when you get together, and this is really important. This is, I look at churches and I'm like, who does this? And Pastor Neil does this. Well, when you have a church service, it says, let everyone have a Psalm, have a Mm. hymn, uh, and bring a bring a word. Uh, it talks about having prophets giving up and giving
1: words. But Leah, what if they talk too interpretation. long? What if what they say is boring? What if it's not of God? So this
2: is how you right? know a, a, a true revival. And this has been the mark of most revivals. Revivals are messy. You're gonna have people say things maybe that they shouldn't say, um, and you're gonna have you you. But you have. But what's happening in Asbury is that. They're allowing people just to go up to the microphone. They're doing random people are are repenting. Random people are doing uh, songs and random people are giving confessions and giving words from the Lord. And you when you allow the spirit of the Lord to move like that, we did that on Saturday where somebody's like, I got a word. I got a word. I got a word. I want to say this or I got a song. And. That's how church is supposed to be. So unfortunately, when it comes to some of these big giant revivals, it's wonderful for a moment, but you got to take those back to those smaller, more intimate places, because what you're saying, Coach, is people need to get into the game when that, you know, the revival that we did back in September, the idea is that, you know, you bring in the Amanda Grace and his glory and And the coach Dave coach. And then you equip every single person there to go be you, to go and lead other people who will lead other people, Amen. go and make disciples, not go and make converts. There's a two, there's a difference between making disciples and making converts. And that it's, answers the, coach's question
1: of revival. What for? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Revive you for what? Revive you to to, to do what? Right? So, uh, I know this. Uh, I, was a, I was at Neil's church on Sunday. went down there specifically to his church. Oh, fantastic. They, they, they did testimony time, right? Bible says you overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, the word of your testimony. Yeah. And do you know something? Do you know most people don't have a testimony? Or wait a minute. If they do have a testimony, they've never shared it. And I couldn't believe the number of people came forward and they said this. Um, I... I feel really c- uncomfortable in front of people. and I'm thinking, this, this is so sad, so sad that cr- <laughs> Christians can't stand up and boldly say, this is what the Lord has done for yeah. me. Wow. Right? Right? Because why? In church, we're taught to tamp it down. By the way, if you would stand up and say something, and you go more than 30 seconds, you break the rhythm of the service. The pastor's sermon may not get preached, right? And so we... we Church is has become a performance, which is one of the things Pastor Neil spoke about. In fact, I wrote it down. The three things that are stopping. Hey, folks, we're heading someplace. We got an action plan here for you. Pastor Neil said that, that the things that we're dealing with in the church, wouldn't you know that this thing would, would do is performance, perfection, and production. Mm, yeah. Multiple- more butts. Ah, it's all about more butts, more bucks, stuff, stuff. None of that stuff is important. And for the most part, well, I'm feeling this, girls. For the most part, the most people. Gotta be careful and use those terms. Most. A lot of people. When they go to church on Sunday and they do their duty at church on Sunday and they come in there and they raise their hands and they carry their flags, they do all that stuff. For the most part, that's all the Christianity they do all week apart from themselves. We have made Christianity and the American church service so personal that it's of it's none effect. Hey, folks, listen. Uh, the church isn't for you. Uh, worship service is to worship him. But he told us to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is the least you can do. It's your reasonable service. But the average person that goes to church is me do that? Me pray? Me? What? I, where's the pastor? Where's the? And, and as as a result, we've lost the power of God. Now we got two minutes. I'm going to let you guys go and ran here for two minutes. And when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about salting the waters. We're going to talk about actually going on the offense and running a play. What if we made the devil retreat a little bit? That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Go ahead, girls. You got a couple minutes there.
2: Yeah, I. Guys, I don't know if you felt it, but I have felt a total shift. I felt a shift in the censorship. I feel That's that it. this Asbury revival thing, I have never seen news coverage over a revival like this. On mainstream okay, news. Okay, on mainstream news, we were just on Real America's Voice this morning, and they're playing clips of people worshiping God. I'm telling you guys, I am so excited because I have been waiting for the day when the spiritual gifts, when the Holy Spirit would be mainstream, okay? Okay, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues like it's not crazy anymore. We're going to get a ton of Bapticostals here. We're going <laughs> to get a ton of Catholicostals here. Oh, come okay? on. Because they're getting filled with the Holy Ghost. That day of Pentecost is coming upon everyone, men, women, and children. At the revival we were just at, we had little girls from four to 15 in a family of five, and they all got filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And then they went around at eight, nine, 10 years old and they started praying for Come people on. and they started laying hands on the people because boom, as soon as you got it, you got to put it into action.
1: And Revive what I-
0: for what though, right? Revive to do what?
1: Go Coach, ahead. When it comes to the Asbury revival, this is one thing I want every single person in the sound of my voice to understand. It's not about Asbury University. Okay. The waters were stirring and the cripple was trying to get into the water and he kept trying to get into the water and he missed it. But then the son of God came to him and healed him. Asbury is not going to heal you. Asbury is not going to give you a fire. All of these places aren't going to give you a fire, but that son of God, right where you're at watching Brideon.tv right now, that fire, that revival fire can hit you right where you are at and you can spread it to your community.
0: Amen. Quit chasing the gifts. Quit chasing after the gifts and chase after the gift giver. Quit seeking revival and become revival. We have to We have to take this. It's like you've got a, a, a fire's burning and you go get a stick and you get your stick on fire and you go back and you light everything else, right? Nobody sets a, a candle up on a hill, puts a bushel over it. We're coming out of the closet, folks. We'll be right back. Thanks for your support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. BrighteonStore.com.
2: I feel that Juvench is helping me to get better every day in every way.
4: That impact is what has been shown to help improve your bone density. Without that impact, you're missing a very important nutrient in your physical conditioning program. The
3: Juvent Micro Impact System allows the person to create more joint range of motion. Now I know there's a chance that nourishment can take place to that joint.
4: Your own government has the power to activate a kill switch on all telecommunications, instantly shutting down all private phone calls and texts. An EMP weapon or solar flare can achieve the same result. Rolling blackouts or permanent power outages will also take out the power supply to cell tower antennas, rendering mobile devices all but useless. During these emergencies, how do you stay in touch with the important people in your life anywhere on the planet? The answer... Is the Bivvy Stick at SAT123.com? The Bivvy Stick is a two way satellite text messaging device that uses a satellite constellation, not cell towers, to send and receive text messages. It works anywhere on planet Earth, including in war zones or blackout areas. In unpredictable times, the Bivvy Stick helps you stay connected when it matters most. Visit SAT123.com to get one while they're still available.
0: So thank God for the resistance, chicks, and I can call them chicks, Lee and Michelle, their sisters. Appreciate them coming and joining with us because, look, hey, folks, when that water of that Holy Spirit gets out, that thing flows more than down just one river. You understand that, don't you? And there's something really, really big that's going on in our midst that we really don't understand it. And the Bible says don't miss his, the time of his visitation. And uh, I've been telling folks this for a long time. There was a rude awakening and then a great awakening. Huh? It's coming for sure. And we're in the midst of the rude awakening because what more and more people are going to die from that, the jabs and all that kind of stuff. And they're going to be crying out more and more for the Lord. What a time to be alive. And you guys, I don't want to change the subject. You guys spoke today about empty churches. And I've, I, my wife and I were driving down the street the other day. and Man, they're everywhere, aren't they? Empty, empty, dead religion, dead religion. And we're still hanging on to that thing. And that's not the answer to our problem. So look, hey, throw up if you could there, Mr. Producer, real quick. uh, Second Kings chapter two, because this is what uh, this is where the whole idea is coming from about salting. We're going to ask you to do something here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We're not just going to ask you to sit here in the pew. We're going to ask you to do something. And up there on the screen, beginning of verse, uh, uh, let's go to 17, Mr. Producer. You can scroll up a little bit hard. I'll speed these things up. And when they urged him till he was ashamed, he he said, send. They sent there for 50 men and they saw three days, but they didn't find him. Talking about... Searching after an anointing, really. And, and the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee that the situation of the city is pleasant. Listen, the situation of the city is pleasant as my the way my Lord sees it, but the water ain't very good. And the ground ain't very good. Boys out America, the Holy Spirit's been damned up, right? Uh-huh. And he went forth into the springs of the water and he, he said, I'm sorry, and he said, Bring me a new cruise bowl and put salt in it. And they brought it to him and he went forth into the springs of the waters and he cast the salt in there and said, thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thenceforth any more death or barren land. So the waters were healed unto this day, according, I'm getting goosebumps, according to the saying of Elijah, which he spake. And a couple versions, girls, if you look it up, it talks about miscarriages. No more miscarriages, right? And look what's going on. Seed of the serpent against the seed of the woman. We know what the devil's after, right? He's after that seed. So from this idea, Second Kings, of putting salt into the water, we're going to bring life back into it. We're going to bring life back into these waters that we think the devil just tried to poison all over Ohio and down through Kentucky and Tennessee and poison water, poisoned air. And we're going to do what the Lord asked us to do. We're going to go and we're going to throw some salt back into those creeks and ask the Lord to cleanse that water. Let that Holy Spirit flow down through them. Now, hang on a second, see. We're going to start doing that even right now. We have people, a couple of my friends are right now down at the uh, at the headwaters of the Muskingum River here in Ohio. They're throwing salt in the there today. But I was listening to these chicks today and they added something even more appropriate about it. More than just salt. What else did you come up with there, Michelle or Leah? Whichever one of you want to.
2: So this was our friend. We were taking a walk last night with the dog. And he goes, the, you need to put repentance in the water when you're throwing the salt in. And it made so much sense. We need to repent. We need to throw in all of our sins, all of our, our past mistakes, the things that we've done, the things that, you know, it is on our shoulder shoulders. It's on our parents' and our grandparents' shoulders, the way our nation is right now. And we may not have the actual answers to fix it, but you know who does? God does. And guess what? Sometimes you're not going to get the answer to fix it until you Repent
1: of how it got broken. And I love that when the Bible tells us that God throws our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. forgetfulness. And I believe that as you guys throw your
2: Your your sins sins sins. and your salt. So take the salt. Sin and the salt. And 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 what I want you to do is like when you're doing communion, but you take your salt and you and you do this. The pilgrims had something had a prayer, it was really poignant. Are sins known? And unknown. unknown. Okay, there are things that we have done, things that we have said. We Maybe we have offended people, maybe we haven't forgiven people, and there are sins of omission, things that we should have done, justice that we should have sought, and I think that that's the big one. I want you guys by the Spirit of God, to say, God, there are things that I should have done, things that my parents should have done, things that my grandparents should have done, okay? And I want you to take this salt and I want you to say, reverse the curse. Mm. Reverse the curse. And as you dump that salt into the water, you're going to ask God to forgive you, your children, your parents, and your grandparents, okay? And maybe some of you, your great grandparents, if you're really young, okay? I'm talking about the people in the past, you know, since since the early 1900s, who have dropped this ball or started scoring for the other team and mm. ask God to help you to start a winning team to find your place on the team to encourage your family to find their place on the team because I see teams I see family teams teams of moms mm. and grandmoms you know what happened at this revival it was so amazing two grandparents brought their granddaughters and their daughter who went and got more kids and brought her younger kids in to be to bash in that anointing and there was a multi-generational family there from four to their 70s and that is a team and they huddled together they did. They huddled together and Michelle got words of wisdom and words of knowledge for the whole family and they are going to go and take and then they got and then one of the moms gave some words she gave an amazing word of God and so this team is going to go out as a, as a team okay and, and, and if you do it that way you know you don't need a star car- quarterback because you know no, it's gonna be fun for you to catch the ball. It's gonna be fun for you to block so that your players can get down the field, okay? So as mm. these family teams, God wants to rebuild your families, bring your children back in, bring bring you back into a relationship with your parents. You know, I prayed for a couple, they asked for a prayer for their a marriage, And then they came back up and they asked for prayer to get filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm guessing they were in their upper 60s and maybe 70s. And this is the first time that both these people have been filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And God's going to heal that marriage. I believe he's going to heal their family because they're going to start to pray in the spirit together. And it all
1: starts with repentance. Yeah. Mm. Folks,
0: listen to this. Listen now. Uh, Jesus, the death, Jesus' death on the cross forgave us of our sins. But the reality is, as most of you out there can attest to, he doesn't always cancel the consequences of sin, does he? Mm, that's true. And, and many of us, I look back on my own life, things that I've been forgiven of, but boy, it brought a lot of damage to a lot of people, did it not? Right? And so the idea of just uh, anger, people are angry because of something that you did or something that you said, and you said, Lord, I've received forgiveness from the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that damage is still out there. And so we're asking yeah. the Lord to be a God of restoration, right? Lord, yes. I'm sorry I did that. Please, Lord, my son, my daughter, my neighbor, whatever it was, Lord, please bring life back into them as well. Yes. Please, Lord, right? Forgive me of what I did. I already repented. You already forgive me. But Lord, I see what damage it did to them. Please restore them. So, so, yeah, that's oh, so. This, good. This, it is, this is so good, and this is so big. So here's what we would like you to do. In fact, girls, before I came on the show, I was sitting upstairs with my 12-year-old granddaughter explaining that we were going to go salt the water, right? Because every water, I don't care where it is, the Ohio River, you look where this uh, uh, East Palestine is, it's at the very mouth of the Ohio River. I know. And the Ohio River runs all the way down into the Mississippi River and into, into uh, the Gulf of Mexico, but all the tributaries that run into it, and then to understand this, that the that the silt, the 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 poison that's in the air rains down on the soil, rains down. It's poi it's the gospel's been poisoned everywhere. And we need to ask the Lord to come in and clean this whole thing up, to to salt this thing. And I explained to my my um, my granddaughters, we, we were sitting there that, that when we go do this, we're going to go right. I got a little creek. It runs right outside here. Just a little tiny creek. I said, we're going to go salt that one too, Reesey. And we're going to go over here and we're going to go salt this. And, we're going, and folks, if you could get this vision that we're trying to lay out for you here today, take the Look. Maybe the salt itself doesn't do anything. It's salt. And that's right. why a lot of people would say, that's just salt. You're wasting your time. No, 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 no. It's a supernatural thing because it's obedience to what it is the Lord called us to do. And when we throw that salt into that, that tributary, the Lord has the opportunity then to flow through us to do a miracle that we never dreamed he could because the Bible says that to obey is better than to sacrifice, right? So, Lord, we might we are going to go, we're going to be throwing out a bunch of salt. We're going to, every place we see a creek, we're going to be throwing salt into it. That's and as so I great. said off the air, I think... Uh, I think I'm heading to East Palestine. I haven't firmed That's it up yet. Amazing. Wednesday, some of my friends are going to be up there on Wednesday, and we're going to salt it out at the mouth of where this whole thing began. Now, folks, stay with me a second, okay? Sorry, girls. Bear with me. Beginning tomorrow night, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. At 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, if you folks would go to CoachDaveLive.com, CoachDaveLive.com, we will be doing live intercessory prayer from 7 to 8. The next three nights, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. And the best part is you can join and you can come in and you can throw your two cents into the prayer instead of having to come and sit there and listen to some big time pastor. Girls, we did this for the Super Bowl. It went on for two hours all across america because why the bible says when you come uh, one guy's got a psalm another guy's got a prayer and we want to unleash inside of each and every one that power in you that for so long has been held down
1: Coach, your audio's gone. Okay, here's the deal. When Coach was talking, and and Coach, you can keep talking until we get your audio back, and I'll let you know when we hear you. When Coach was talking about the preservation, or was talking about salt, I want you guys to know something. Why was it salt? That Elisha used. It was salt because Jesus is the salt of the earth. Now, Jesus hadn't come yet. It was a prophetic symbolism because everything is a type and a shadow in the Old Testament. It was a prophetic symbolism of Jesus being the salt of the earth. What does salt do, Leah, the homesteader that uses it all of the time? It preserves, it preserves things, okay? That's what salt does. Salt, and, and so we are in a state where our nation needs to be preserved. It needs to be saved. Your nation, I know we've got a lot of worldwide viewers on Brighton. Your nation needs to be preserved and saved. That's why we use the salt. We use the salt because it's a preservation tool. Coach, they're telling me to check your mic because it sounded like static before you got disconnected. Keep going, Leah. Okay, so while coach is getting his uh, mic
2: going, you know, he asked, what is revival for? And if you guys don't have one of these founders Bibles, you should get that. Get one. Uh, It's got all the revolutionary stuff. Great uh, founding fathers stuff um, in it. And I want to read to you guys Psalm 144. And I think coach will like this. Blessed is the Lord, my rock, who trains my my hands for war and my fingers for battle. My loving kindness and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield, and in he whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. O Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him, or the Son of Man that you think of him? Man is a mere breath, his days are like a passing shadow. Bow your heavens, O Lord, and come down, touch the mountains that they may smoke, flash forth lightning and scatter them, send out your arrows and confuse them, stretch forth your hand from on high, rescue me and deliver me out of great waters, out of the hand of the aliens whose mouth speaks deceit and whose right hand is the right hand of falsehood. <clears throat> I will sing a new song to you, O God. Upon a harp of 10 strings, I will sing praises to you who gives salvation to kings, who rescues David, his servant, from the evil sword. Rescue me and deliver me out of the hands of the aliens. So those are just people Here who we come go. in.
1: I was literally texting Coach to call me.
2: <clears throat> I'm going to put your audio right next to the mic. Here we go. All right, whose mouth speaks deceit and whose right hand is the right hand of falsehood. And here's a blessing that I want to pray over East Palestine. Let our sons in their youth be grown up plants and our daughters as corner pillars fashioned as a palace. Let our garners be full. Flourishing with all kinds of produce, and our flocks bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our field. Let our cattle bear, because we know we want the fields to be cleansed in Jesus' name, without mishap or loss. Let there be no Alkai in the streets. How blessed are the people who are so situ- situated! How blessed are the people whose God is the Lord! So, we're praying a blessing over you, and that in East Palestine, God will be your Lord, God will show up. And Wednesday, the anointing when
1: Donald Trump shows up is going to fall oh, Yes. All right, coach, take it away. Can you hear me there? Yeah, let me turn you up. We got you. I mean, this is crazy.
3: I don't, here, here I am on my own phone. I don't know what happened here, folks. Look, here's one of the, one of the, here's one of the things I want to do i get feedback. I don't have to do anything about this. Uh,
1: take me off a speaker. You take me off a speaker. Computer. Just mute the computer. You think I'd figure this stuff out, right? No, it's perfect.
3: So oh, here, look, Jesus. He goes to Lazarus, and Lazarus has been dead three days, right? And the sisters uh, say, "Y'all don't wake him now; he will be stinking." And Jesus said, uh, "Lazarus, come forth." Come forth, right? And Lazarus comes forth, bound in grave clothes
1: your computer that way you won't get any feedback it'll just be on the cell phone you think I know how to do that wouldn't you? you think I know how to mute my computer
3: but no don't miss this I'm going to shut up and I'll let you guys carry the rest of the way Jesus said to those who were there loose him and let him go Mm. there there he was there was Lazarus born again and
2: bound whoa you get it? wow that's, that's
3: where we are wow we're born again and we're bound up
2: <laughs> wow we're the soul of the earth
3: wow we're the light of the world wow. we so we don't we don't we don't need the, the revival mm-hmm. for jesus to come and give us a revival we need to revive we need to we need to stir up that gift that's within us right yes that's what we're gonna do. I'm, I'm sorry for the feedback. I don't know what happened. The devil. Hey, girls, help me out. It's the devil.
1: devil. The Dave devil. Dave the devil wants, wants, wants to com. attack you. You know. Wait, Coach. I'm and Coach. I'm gonna send people to CoachDaveLive.com yeah. certainly before we sign off. Tuesday,
3: Wednesday, and Thursday night at seven. We're gonna do group prayer. Please join us, girls. Wrap it up here. I can't. I can't get this again. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: All right. So he trains my hands for war. What does that mean? Um in the during the uh the the great awakening actually did you know that preachers were on fire for for Christ and actually preachers joined the revolution. There was a thing called an artillery sermon beginning in the 1600s. Each year, the local militia would assemble to elect officers and leaders. And on that occasion, a minister would address them from the scriptures about military issues suitable for that occasion. But the annual artillery sermon was just one recognition of Psalm 144. The military was frequently the subject of many other famous sermons. For example, in 1745, the Reverend George Whitfield, who spread the fire of revival all up and down New England that led the, the the that's planted the seeds actually for our founding fathers to become great great ministers in the political and spiritual realm? He was a leading figure. he, um, he he delivered a special sermon to troops deploying under General William Pepperell to fight at Cape Breton Island in Nova Scotia during King George's war. Whitfield addressed the soldiers from 1 Samuel 22 two. everyone who was in distress and everyone who was in debt and everyone who was discontented gathered to David and became uh, and he became captain over them. One biographer reported, he spiritualized the subject and told them how distressed sinners came to Jesus Christ, the son of David, and in his application, he exhorted the soldiers to behave like the soldiers of David and the officers to act like David's worthies. And after this, he preached to the general himself. Significantly, the Reverend George Washington or George Whit- Whitfield also created their military motto, if Christ be our captain, no fear of defeat. Another significant military sermon occurred in 1755 during the French and Indian War when the Reverend Samuel Davis, Davis considered the greatest Paul preacher in American history, preached religion and patriotism, the constitutes of a good soldier. In that famous sermon, he pointed to a young George Washington as an example to illustrate how God often sovereignly intervened to help soldiers. Okay, I want to talk to you guys about being a soldier okay and this is what you need to understand there's no such thing as a separation between church and state and the one thing that I felt impressed that was different about what Revival God has put on my heart is that he's teaching your hands to do battle in the spiritual realm and have them have effects in our election have them have effects in our schools have them have, have effects in social media and I'm telling you right now I am feeling the effects in social media that censorship is coming down the spirit of god is going forth and i know that you guys have been really busy and if you're watching coach dave right now you just want to do stuff and i'm going to tell you right now the stuff that you're going to be doing is actually going to be effectual this time you're going to make a change this time we were down in texas in the fourth of july at a revival with a woman named um sheila, sheila home. home and she's known as the georgia guidestones lady and i know that coach dave is taking people down there and with that weekend The next, that Tuesday, the Georgia Guidestones came down. Okay these are effectual things and we are starting to speak for things and you're going to see an acceleration yes of your prayers being answered we are going to fix those machines we're going to have righteous elections but here's the thing not only we're going to have righteous elections but we're going to have right people on the ballots and we're going to get the right people in but guess what you can't have the right people in until you are holy and righteous people you don't just automatically get good leaders okay we have to be a good people the people that lead our leaders are reflection of us Come on. okay and so as we become holy our leaders will become holy and if donald trump is supposed to be our leader
1: as we get holy then he will become holy oh now she said all right you guys so your action item you're going to get your salt you're going to go to your waterways you're going to pour your repentance and you're going to pour your sin in the waters and it's going to go out to the sea and i'm telling you it's going to transform everything this tuesday wednesday thursday you're going to go to CoachDaveLive.com, and we are going to turn this thing around you're going to join in this prayer call you're going to be fasting you're going to be praying and nothing is going to stop the move of god CoachDaveLive.com,
2: 24th and 25th you're going to join the Kentucky huddle, half in Kentucky and half in Ohio. And you're going to be here with Coach Dave, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. K- uh, Carrie Midday, and Tom Renz. And we are
1: going to shake heaven and speak truth. Coach, thank you so much for having us on the, the show. Thank you for letting us, you know, he's giving me the thumbs up here on the side. We love him so much. I'm telling you, he <laughs> see, is Ohio's coach. Even and baseball
2: coaches. He's, he's doing a little A little,
1: little similar. Here. Steal the bass. <laughs> All right, you guys. We love you. God loves you. Coach Dave loves you. We will see you Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, coachlive.com. CoachDaveLive.com, 7 p.m. We are going to change everything. Get ready.